You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Starting from Gorilla. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. At long last, we are back. I know it's been about a month layoff, but we're glad to be back with you guys. So today's episode, me and Big Vito are going to be talking about pretty much the last month in pro wrestling. We're just going to be giving our thoughts. And uh, before we get into it, let me just remind you guys where you can find us, all our socials, everything you need on our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. We would love that. So without further ado, let's get into covering today's episode. Big Vito, how we doing? You know, I'm feeling good, Mikey, and everyone's going to be talking about strutting from Gorilla. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. I, <laughs> let me talk to you. <laughs> um, no, doing good, Mikey. Uh, glad to be back. I, I think we have... Uh, whole boatload of things to talk about today. Um, I think during the summertime, it's just a little bit harder for us strutting from Gorilla members to get on here on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, but we'll keep things rolling. I know the internet community wants to hear all of our thoughts and uh, takes on the things going on surrounding professional wrestling. So um, where do you want to start today? I mean, we have a lot to talk about. There, there is a lot to talk about because a lot has happened over the last month or so. Uh, I feel like we should touch on Money in the Bank. Sure. Did you get to watch it? Um, I did. I got to watch a little bit of it. I, I didn't, uh, can't tell you, I watched the the whole show. I think I missed um, some of it because that was the one that started like midday, right? Yeah, it started like 3 yeah. p.m. I always have trouble with the, the midday shows because I always forget that they're on. I mm-hmm. think it's just ingrained in my system. Like, oh yeah, hey pay-per-views it's on a sunday and it's at night and yeah sometimes it gets mixed up and you forget about it but i mean apparently you know wrestling fans have nothing to do on saturdays anymore because you got collision and you got pay-per-views now so um we'll see how that fares but uh, to me i think it's harder to watch on a a saturday but yeah let's um let's dive into it where do you want to start uh well one london crowd badass great crowd yeah Great Great wrestling crowd. crowd. They were into everything. And for me, when I'm watching that and the crowd's really into it, I'm into it because you just feel the energy. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think they do the even like the when they were in Puerto Rico, I like that Mm -hmm. they're making these pay-per-views somewhat special. It feels like some of these smaller pay-per-views like Money in the Bank. And then what was the other one they did? Backlash after WrestleMania Mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico. Like they just the crowd makes it feel bigger than just a normal like premium live event right it's it feels bigger and i will tell you london was uh london was hyped so it's true you're you kind of hit it on the head they're giving these other pay-per-views sort of a dressing up in a way and and it's almost like they're giving them the SummerSlam, almost wrestlemania treatment in, in terms of how they're marketing it, in terms of what like where they're holding them, and just the way they're presenting it, when WWE does that well, nobody can can touch them. No, and, and honestly, the last couple of events they've put on have been great. I mean, I I no complaints really for me, you know. So no, 
keep keep doing what you're doing. Whoever's in charge of doing that, keep doing that. Whoever the hell is the one behind it, whether it's Triple H, Nick Khan, even if Vince, you know, the Vince for whatever the hell he's doing down there, maybe he's contributing in some way. That's fine. That's that fine. Can- it's wor- it's working right now. So keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, that doesn't have a Vince feel to me. That that I think. <laughs> oh, it doesn't because no, because it's, <laughs> it's working and it yeah. makes sense. Um, I I think that's more of a Triple H thing, but um, I think it's great and it's bringing more eyeballs to the product and um. I, I, I think they should continue doing it because it, yeah. it makes – I know it seems stupid because you technically are watching for the matches and everything. But when you have a crowd that's hot, um, you just see the performance. Like, look at, look at the Backlash pay-per-view. Like, when have you seen a Backlash pay-per-view that had, like, Savio Vega in it? and um, <laughs> Right. And the, the crowd was going bananas. And much – you know, I, I will tell you when I'm wrong. I will call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny was his first of all his entrance Fucking music, off. fantastic, fantastic right. entrance music, right? Um, and he put on a great match with Damian Priest um, there. But I know we're not talking about that. Uh, but um, Money in the Bank in London, I thought it was great. That was um, great. My only, you know, my only negative, I think, is um, I thought that was a perfect opportunity for uh, LA Knight to kind mm-hmm. of come out of this mid card below mid card stance that he's in. And no. I just, I just think the guy's getting no respect, Mikey. He's getting none. He's over. over over yeah. <laughs> oh, no respect. Uh, he's got no respect. <laughs> he's got no respect. I, you know, as much as I agree with you about the LA Knight situation in this case, I'm still behind Damien priest getting the money in the bank briefcase because over the last year with the judgment day he's really come into his own he had a stellar performance at backlash with bad bunny i think that really made him and which is weird to think that a match with a celebrity made a wrestler but it kind of did it real i think it really just solidified the kind of worker he is this guy's put in a shit ton of work you watch this guy's uh these posts on social media of sort of his even body transformation over the years from when he started in the business to now, it's incredible the kind of work and in just perseverance this guy has had in the business. So I I think it's a good choice. I think it it also lends itself to a more, more for like long-term storytelling when it comes to him and Finn, you're already sort of seeing a little bit of that, you know, like with every faction, right? Eventually there's the breakup and what's going to, what ends up leading to that. So It'll be interesting to see how they play that off. Uh, uh, and EO too. EO's the longest uh, reigning Money in the Bank, uh, female Money in the Bank winner, because everybody else cashes it in within a week. So she's actually <laughs> she's actually uh, holding it pretty long for uh, for a female in WWE. Yeah. So before we talk about the women's um, mm-hmm. Money in the Bank, let me just touch on your point there because. Sure. sure. I think I disagree with you. I I I don't mind Damian Priest. I don't have a problem with him. I think the the timing of it, though, is just strange to me. And here's why. Let me explain myself. First mm-hmm. of all, I, I said this to you the other day, and I stand by my statement. Damian Priest is basically like a Puerto Rican uh, Kevin Nash. Like, he, th- that's what he is. Like, I just look at him. I think it's a good comparison. Um, but uh, I'm surprised I have no... he didn't go Razor Ramon. I mean, he does the Razor's Edge. Maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe that's, it's, that's sorry, what no, I was saying. I don't know. Maybe, oh yeah, no, it was yeah. Scott Hall. I'm sorry. I got. I said. I said Kevin Nash. I meant Scott Hall. Um, but here's what I I don't understand. Before that Bad Bunny match, like I might even said it on a podcast a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. but I feel like Damian Priest was just not like he was kind of in the shadows and then all of a sudden he goes against bad bunny and then he gets this money in the bank win. And I don't think that he shouldn't be where he is. What I don't understand is you have a guy that in LA night that is over. I mean, the guy is in any way you look at it, the guy's over and he's not even getting segments on SmackDown, but mm-hmm. he's getting like, yeah. you know, dark matches or dark, you know, segments that they're putting on YouTube and people are watching it like crazy. And I get it. Like you you can say he sounds like the rock and he's copying a gimmick and he's a mixture of Austin and, and, uh, and the rock, fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. The fact of the, the fact of the matter is that is he's over people like it. I enjoy watching him. Like I, I enjoy when he comes out and, uh, this is what has bothered me about WWE in the past. And again, I feel like this is a Vince thing, right? Where it's like, you got a guy who's organically over. You don't know how long that's going to last, but you should freaking ride it. I'm not saying the guy has to be champion. I'm not saying you got to skyrocket him to the top, but like, he's not getting any sort of like time of day. Like he's getting a three minute segment on the microphone and that's it. And it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Um, And it's fine if he didn't win money in the bank, like whatever. But like, they need to start. I I think I said to you, I'm like, him and Austin Theory, put those two together. Because you got a guy who's over, um, like like LA Knight. And you got a guy like Austin Theory, who really has been irrelevant as champion um, since he fought Cena. Which, if Cena can't help you get over, I don't understand who will. But... Um, I, I I don't think he's not going to be something big, but I, I think those two together would actually make a compelling segment. And I go back and think about like Austin and the rock when they were vying for the intercontinent continental title and they were super hot. You know what I'm trying to say? So I just think they're not handling that right. And it's what bothers me about WWE. Again, you want to slow build it. You don't want to give them the title right away. Fine. But like at least acknowledge that the guy is hot. Well, I, and I definitely agree with that piece of it. There's got to be some sort of acknowledgement through the, the use of a storyline, something that's meaningful for LA Knight, because otherwise the crowd's going to eventually lose investment in this guy. We saw it happen with Dolph Ziggler. He's yeah. That's always the person that comes to mind of, yeah. of he was really hot and you the crowd wanted him to be used and wanted him to be used. And it just never really happened. And eventually they just lost interest because... Mm-hmm. They just felt like, why are we putting so much energy into somebody that the administration's clearly not getting behind and doesn't see big plans for? So why are we really getting behind it as well? Just beating your head against the wall. And so you're worried that that could happen with LA Knight. And I I really enjoy LA Knight personally. I Me too. I've listened to some interviews where you've they liked him for a while, though. You, I remember I ha- talking about him, him for a long time. He was down in NWA at uh, Eli Drake. He was also in TNA for a little while, but I never really caught that part of it. He, I was exposed to him when he went to the the new version of uh, NWA a couple of years ago, 
and he was great and he was doing exactly what he's doing now. So what's interesting to me is this gimmick that he's had just hasn't changed. It's it's exactly who he is and how he presents himself and it's just working. Uh, I've listened to these interviews with him where they talk about his influence from The Rock and Stone Cold and how, you know how the the internet community is. It's just yeah. fucking terrible. It's, yeah. it's just vitriol sometimes. Yeah, a bunch but, of marks. Right. And, and so they're, they're <laughs> like giving us. him shit because they, yeah, exactly like us. They're giving him shit because they think he comes off as an impersonator. But I really enjoy it because he says in the interview, yeah, these guys are influences. So, of course, I've taken pieces of the, the way they've presented themselves on TV, which is normal. And nobody complains when anybody else does it. They we have we have a weird like protection of the rock and stone cold. It's a very strange thing, especially like our generation, our our sect of millennials really, really hold tight to protecting the rock and stone cold. Like it was a big deal that even Kevin Owens was using the stunner. Remember that that was a big deal and people were upset about it. I don't know what it is, but we got to let that go. People are going to pay homage to, to wrestlers. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting off. I'm getting off on a tangent here, but Either way, L.A. Knight deserves to have a meaningful storyline. I think that they are headed in the direction of him and Austin Theory. It's just going to – I don't think it's going to be a linear progression the way we'd like it to be because Mm -hmm. in their eyes, they have a story that they want to service, and the story that they're servicing is really going to be focused on the Judgment Day, who has been kind of the focal point of Raw for a long time. So I, I honestly think that that's what this is. And, and it's not a knock to L.A. Knight. I just think they have it in their mindset of a, the story that they already wanted to tell, regardless of what's going on with L.A. Knight. They could eventually get there. But I think that's what's going on. I just I and that's fair and that's fine. I just for me, you know, there's certain things that draw me to watch a program where I'm like, oh, I can't miss this tonight. I really want to see this. Like at, at one point it was the fiend when there was nothing else going on in WWE. I would want to watch raw just to see those segments where the, the funhouse segments and what would happen next with the fiend. Like didn't love the fact he buried people didn't love any of that, but I, I did enjoy he, he, for some reason I got excited to watch him and LA night is the same way. But when you constantly turn on the TV and you're waiting for something and you get a three-minute segment, or you don't see him at all. He doesn't wrestle. There's no investment in him. There's only so much of that I'm going to take before I lose interest, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ride the wave while he's hot. It may not last forever. The guy's 40-something years old. Let him let him do his thing and just go with it. I, I don't understand WWE's like position, and this is where I feel like it's a lot of Vince, because Vince loves to shove people down his throat that he wants you to see, right? Like, and sometimes it works and the, the person's over. There's a lot of times it doesn't work and the person's not over. And this is a, this is a concept where we're in that phase and I'm like, just go with it. Right. And I feel like Triple H did a great job of doing that. And if a guy wasn't over that they wanted over, they would change the direction and he found a way to get the person over whether it was changing him into a heel, putting him in a different feud. He always, he did a great job with that. And I just, this is the feeling I get personally. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, my, my point, yeah. my, my point in the matter is that was the only thing I, you know, I don't even care if everybody just predicted LA Knight to win and he won the crowd would have went nuts. Um, yeah. 
But if there's a different plan, fine. I just want to see it come to light where he's got more time on television because I enjoy watching him and it makes me turn the TV on. That's all. <laughs> I think the, the best thing I can say to that is keep watching. Yeah. You just got to keep tuning in every week and, and see where, where it develops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will, but you know, it, when push comes to shove, if I don't see him on TV, I'm just going to stop watching. So no, you won't. Yes, I will. We'll see. Yes, I will, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> this is about to be a one-person podcast. Subito's about to stop watching wrestling. <laughs> no, I mean, this is what happens, though. There'll be times where I'll be watching and consistently, and then I'm like, I just lose interest because there's nothing going on. You got That's fair. You, I think Kevin Nash said it on his podcast because he was like a big, you know, he, he was bitching about, him copying the rock and stone cold but he even said he goes i'm gonna be honest with you i don't even watch smackdown and he's like i don't even know really what la Knight does and then he like backtracked and was like look you know believe it or not even as a former professional wrestler he's like i don't sit here and watch wrestling all day for god's sakes there's 862 hours a week of wrestling on television. It's too much. I can't handle it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. It is. It is. Um, but anyways, anyway. but yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I, I missed the whole beginning with that match. So I can't tell you if it was a great match. I, I heard there was a spot that was botched with Logan Paul and, and Ricochet or whatever. But I mean, um, it's... I feel like that's just the risk of wrestling. There's yeah, always going to be stuff of course. Like because the risks that they're taking are greater and greater. Yeah. So it, uh, the margin for error is just larger and larger, you know? So right. I think, uh, I think that's just part of the deal, but it didn't really, it didn't take me out of it. It clearly didn't take the crowd out of it either. No, that no. Crowd and... had some awesome chance, by the way, they were so, they were innovative. Like they, oh, they, they were definitely up. a football crowd with those chants. It was awesome. I yeah, they blew time. up. They blew up when uh, when Cena came back too. It was great. Uh, what a freaking surprise to me! That was cool. To me, that was actually a surprise. I did not yeah. expect John Cena to be coming out. Even to no. just pull that promo about WrestleMania in London, which uh, I mean, even if this is something that they've been thinking about, it clearly was them trying to put a little damper on whatever news AEW had about All In. Oh, 100%. percent. <laughs> like, it, that yeah. was just a little tit-for-tat kind of bullshit. You, oh, you know? definitely. Like, like, this is the equivalent of the Monday Night War in 2023, is they do this kind of, these little things. It's oh, not right. like putting somebody out of business anymore. They don't want, really care about that shit, but it's this stuff that they do, this little ticky-tack bullshit. 100%. But it was, it's good, but that's, you know, it, I, I hate to to like break it to everybody a little hate is a good thing i get it yeah but it it, you know for years wwe hasn't had competition and you can consider AEW competition or not but having that little bit of rivalry it gets people fired up you know like i don't understand why they don't see that like it's it gets people fired up it's good to have competition it it brings out the best in both sides and whether they consider it competition or not i mean they're clearly acknowledging it in their own way and uh yeah and yeah, we'll see what happens there but i thought I that was good um but i you know i thought the women's money in the bank match was yeah I, it was, and that was great in my eyes i kind of liked it better personally yeah. i thought it was really good yeah. and and eo sky walking away with it i, I, I was shocked i, really I didn't wasn't. think she I, see, I was. I didn't think she would win. 
I I figured she might because she's someone who triple she's a triple H wrestler. She's someone who he really put a lot of investment to when she was down at NXT. She yeah. was a great champion down there. And so I think they want to really in some ways I think like the international flair of it because we don't really know how much longer Asuka's got going on because she's been wrestling for a long time yeah. and she's been wrestling at such a high level you kind of forget maybe how old she is but mm-hmm. you know I'm not sure how much longer she can keep it up but yeah I wonder if they kind of see EO Sky as sort of that kind of that next generation of it okay like a star like that who can dominate who's incredibly well-rounded in the ring can make other people look good the people get behind her I think that's I think that could be really cool and it's a good story I think before Dakota Kai got injured there might have been some more dynamics there with damage control and and a what's eventually going to end up being the breakup. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see where that goes. I, I was, I gave Trish a lot of credit. I mean, she, oh, she was in her first money in the bank. I, I think she was in her first, like anything match. I mean, if she was uh, her first gimmick match, I think you everything know, she's ever done besides brawn panties, but I mean, which, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I wish, you know, go a little retro. We should have one more just to get, just to, just, just to have 14 year olds. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. No, but here, here's the thing. Like, let's give Trish credit, man. Like, yeah, she why, why is, but she doesn't need to be doing any of this. Like, it's such a shocker to me that she's back full time for this run. Um, it's and it's awesome, great. Dude. She's it's great. I mean, listen, you could see she was rusty from the oh, first yeah. couple months or whatever, but she's really like she's come into you know, her own. Yeah, she's raw every week, man, and it's great. And she does a great job. I love the heel Trish. I mean, I think she's great. Um, you know, and it's it's perfect for Becky Lynch. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I love every second of it. It's, it's glad I'm glad. I wish it would never end. To be honest, um, I know. I know it will at some point, but yeah. I'm glad she's getting this, this, that that vet run. I know I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. and it's it's in the same vein as that Mickey James thing that that was going on. That last rodeo story she had happening down at Impact. This is what we see a lot of the men do. We see a lot of these guys come back, and they have these nostalgia tours for. Trish, I wouldn't even call it a nostalgia tour because she isn't doing the same old shit. She's evolving. She's trying new things. That's She's my taking point. on a, a, a younger wrestler under her wing with Zoe Stark, which I think is going to be really good for her. Yeah. So she's uh, she's making the most out of this. Yeah, and you can tell she's putting a lot of effort into it. Like a lot of times these vet runs, it's like part-time. You know, you see him mm-hmm. every couple Raws. Um, no, she's she's putting all her effort into it as if this was her first run and you can feel it. You know what I mean? And, and that to me says a lot, you know, I have a lot of respect for those people that come back and do that, especially when they don't need to. I mean, look at the rock when he came back, even for that short period of time, it was the same concept. It's like, if you're going to come back, you, you go all in. If you're going to do the Brock Lesnar treatment and, and just show up every other raw and be on a pay-per-view and main event it, it spoils it. it you know, I would rather not see it come back. Or if you're going to do that, just do it once. You know, mm-hmm. like it, other than that, you're just you're just teasing me. <laughs> well, when, back to the Trish thing for a second. Yeah. I I want to just round out with this thought. In her eyes, imagine what it's like to see everything that that women's division is doing in 2023. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, she had no shot of that ever happening. 
No. And, and I mean, you and I have no fucking idea. We can't imagine what that's like as a woman being in that business where right. there was such a glass ceiling and, and things were so limited. So yeah. the opportunities that are there now, I, I could see her being incredibly motivated to dive into that world now and have the opportunities to just do these things who she's probably not even thinking about. I'm going to win a title again in her eyes. It's just, I get to have this experience that I didn't get to have before. And yeah. to be able to still do it at a high level, which she can, she's shown mm-hmm. that she can, I think is incredible. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. I kind of have two levels of the women's division, right? You got the people like Becky. The four and Trish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you have the people like, um, like, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm, I'm Bianca Belair mm-hmm. and, uh, who's the other women's Rhea, champion? Rhea Ripley. I mean, Rhea they're right Ripley up there. And, yeah. and Flair is kind mm-hmm. of like a hybrid of both. She can mm-hmm. be physical, but she's also like, can, can work in the ring. Like mm-hmm. I would love, and it's a goddamn shame that we don't have Sasha Banks here I know. because Sasha and Trish would have been a, a great match that we everyone would have loved to have seen. Now, like, like Bianca and Trish, like, I think it would be a great match on paper, like with the two names, but I, I don't know that they match up well in the ring. Like I would love to see Bianca and China or oh. like, or um, Rhea Ripley and, and China. Like, you know, yeah. what I'm tra- does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, certain... it's almost like somebody that can match them up physicality wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, like in the women's division versus <laughs> like a like a Hulk Hogan or Undertaker or like a, a physical guy, you know, like that's kind of how I I separate the two. So um but yeah anyways I, I think it's a great run. I'm really glad she's back. I think she's really helping not that the women's division was bad by any means, but like it's just taking it to another level. Like yeah. um really. So um but yeah I thought the match was good. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, and, and, and yeah, I mean, um, what were, what were the other matches on that? I'm like drawing a blank. It was, I feel like, again, we're like in time warp mode. Cause it was like, well, the, the, there was ago. a tag team match with the, the, the bloodline civil war. That's right. That's Solo right. and Roman versus the Usos. Yep. And I mean, Jay, well, the great chance again from from that london crowd towards roman <laughs> it was like take your shoe off if you hate roman stand up if you hate roman they were just doing all this like really funny stuff but i i enjoyed it it was a good match i think man jay uso was just really walking away from this as main event jay uso they are really positioning him in a prominent spot and now that we have what's likely to be jay versus roman at SummerSlam coming up this is great. I'm I'm all for it. I'm really enjoying it. I think, you know, uh, I don't think Jay's going to beat him, but I think I think it's a good story overall. I'm invested in it. I think it's a logical progression of the Bloodline storyline. What do you think? Yeah, um I I think it's great. Um I think that storyline is still a pinnacle of what's going on in WWE. It's entertaining to see. Yeah. Um you know, uh, and I think they're continuing to ride it. I mean, it 100% is the next logical um, progression with all of it. Uh, I'm just curious to see how long they're going to run with it. You know what I mean? And and what's next? So the wheels fall off, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that the Usos would be great 
in a singles situation. I, I don't know. It, yeah. I would be curious to see how that pans out, but like from a non wrestling side, I was, you know, browsing the internet, like every internet wrestling person does. Mm-hmm. And I was reading something about um, solo and how, you know, he wrote this post kind of breaking character about how amazing it was to be in such a prominent event with his family, not just in a wrestling standpoint, but he was able to do it with his family. And um, I thought that was a pretty compelling thing because, you know, the storyline's great and it's been fantastic for however long it's been, but you don't think about it. And as a performer to be able to do it with your actual family must Mm -hmm. take it to a whole nother level. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, um, I thought that was a pretty cool moment. I never really thought about that, you know, like, yeah. Um, cause they, they probably been wrestling their whole lives, even like in their backyards, like every other kid, you know, and, and to be able to actually do it in the ring at a high level for an important match to main event to pay-per-view, like big wow. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that's pretty cool. I do too. That's great. It's a good point. The, the, these are the things where in modern wrestling, we take that for granted all the access that we have to those performers and their real lives. Like the fact that we wouldn't have gotten this in the nineties, nothing, nothing like this would have happened. No, so it's really cool that you get that. I guess you would call it a bigger picture of the wrestler. You know, I think, and I think that actually does help people get more invested nowadays. So I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing I'll say about this card too, um, seven matches. Yeah. Great. Yep. Love it. Yep. Um, thought that's fantastic. Uh, you know, ended at seven, that, went from three to seven. Yeah. But even the matches that weren't great, like I thought the, the Gunther Matt, Matt Riddle match, I mean, Gunther is just so good. And I, I thought him versus Matt Riddle was a pretty compelling matchup between mm-hmm. the two. Um, and weirdly enough, I liked the match. Is it, was it like a five-star match or anything? No, but I just think the both of them can wrestle and Matt's Matt Riddle's like a, a, a super talent that's really good in the ring that doesn't get the credit. I think he deserves in the Mm -hmm. ring, but like, unfortunately, you know, with his outside of the ring stuff, I think he's lost a little bit of momentum. Sure. Um, so I'm not so sure that the match at this stage was great for him. I think it was great for, for Gunther, but not for, for Matt. And mm. it didn't steal the show by any means. But, I mean, if you take Gunther out of that match, I'm, I'm not sure how great it would have been. So, um, anyways, that's just my thought on that one. Yeah. And then you got the Cody, which kind of went under the radar wasn't his best match since he's been here. Um, I don't know if it was a way to elevate Dominic Mysterio and get Cody Rhodes on the card, uh, but, you know... You needed something in between the Brock Lesnar matches. Yeah, that's fair. I just... And again, I don't know. Judgment Day is everywhere. Just I know. Another that. example of that. I know. I will, I mean, Even this... the I would have thought Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins would have been a bit better. I, I don't know what it is about Finn. I love Finn. I want the guy to succeed. I think he's a great wrestler, but I just like, I haven't been super invested in his matches. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is about it. 
Um, I, I don't know. Maybe you have a different opinion on it. I don't know. Personally, I've just always been a Finn Balor guy. So I, me too. I've, I've but... been invested since the very beginning with him. But I, I don't, I don't have that same holdup or whatever it is that you might have with him. I, I just enjoy, I enjoy what he does. I like the subtleties of his performances. I think they've gotten better since he joined the Judgment Day. It's allowed him to access a sort of different characteristics that he wasn't really able to do when he was just working on his own. So. I I do believe the Judgment Day has overall helped my perception of the Finn Balor character and sort of what Finn is projecting to the crowd and look at what's happening as a result. And and that isn't just because Triple H likes him. I mean, if the guy really sucked, right. even if Triple right. H liked him, it doesn't necessarily mean he'd be in a prominent role. So I, I think that, I, I think, I, what was I, I just saw this morning, him and uh, Finn and Seth are, are on again for SummerSlam. So this is going to be seven years to the pay-per-view of that very first time that they fought back in Brooklyn yeah. when he like separated his shoulder in that match and all that. Yeah, yeah. When he won the so title, they, then lost it. They've been leaning into that history a lot as part of the reason yeah. why like, he blames Seth Rollins for why he hasn't accomplished everything that he wants to in his career, which is very heel, right? You're going to blame yeah. the other guy for the fact that you didn't come, you didn't achieve what you wanted to achieve so yeah I, i'm looking maybe forward I just, to it maybe i just don't like him as a heel person maybe i don't know i, I haven't been he's a great like, face he's a cool face that's i think my issue i liked him when he was a baby face but mm-hmm. he since he's been a heel i've had a hard time being invested i don't i, I can't tell you what it is because i do like the guy i have nothing against him i think he's a great in-ring performer maybe it is the the heel persona and i just don't like the way it's coming across. I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. The only, you know, and this is a little off topic here, but like the one guy I'm confused about is Bobby Lashley. Like what is going on? I I, I don't He's understand. about to start the, another Hurt business, I think. He just, with, on with Smack the, with the Street Profits. Yeah, but I don't know. I love Bobby Lashley. I, I feel like every guy I start to like, they just, like if, if they were like here and then start to go down. So I'm just going to start not liking the guys that I like. So that yeah. way they can continue to do what they're doing. So anyways, uh, that was off topic, but anyways, I thought it was a decent, it was a good pay-per-view overall. Pay-per-view. No, yeah. Solid. Fine. I mean, hell, uh, Oscar beat Bianca ended her title reign. So that was, that. that was a big deal. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that one. This is, this, if you would allow me, we're going to, that was, that up. wasn't on, money in the bank was it i thought it was i don't think it was maybe it was night of champions god yeah we're I getting old we're just confused i don't think shows. it was i don't we're think it was on this. Shows. but yeah. either way coming back to what's been happening in the last month with the bianca and oscar storyline i feel like as much as i want to see bianca versus charlotte which is clearly what they're trying to lead to possibly for SummerSlam. i don't know but I feels like Oscar's like an afterthought, which yeah. has happened a couple of times now with Oscar. I, it's, yeah. which is such a shame because she's so talented, and I I yeah. really enjoy her. And it's not that she's getting the shaft necessarily. I just wish there was a little bit more emphasis on her, and and I'm just not really sure why that's not happening. I don't know. Uh, it's a great question. Uh, I liked her when she was 
in the tag team and on her heel run there. And mm-hmm. I thought she kind of reemerged because she was getting buried for a little bit. And I yeah. think that's kind of what happened, right? She was like undefeated in NXT, was kind of built as this dominant force, then came to the main card yep. and kind of lost that dominant force. And then she went to a, become a heel and kind of gain that again on, mm. as part of the tag team. Right. And then she's kind of lost in the mix. Like, uh, so, but I think she's great. I, I have no problems with her. Yeah. Um, so, okay. But I know we, we, uh, have like, I don't know, a few 25 other minutes here, but I want to, I want to talk. So we talked a little bit about WWE kind of everything going on there. Um, jump to AEW. I, I would like to talk a little bit about, AEW because you know they've been so hot and cold and mm-hmm. I think I'll always have respect for them for starting this this company. I just hope they're making the right choices. I don't want to see them fall into a a trap, right? And so they started this collision on a Saturday night and a lot of it was due to CM Punk and um like, I'm just confused as what's going on. Like, I, they have a decent card of wrestlers. They have some homegrown guys that they've been leaning into. Um, but like, I just don't understand the direction of where they're trying to go at the moment. And, uh, like, I don't know that having two separate locker rooms like they have is really a great thing. Like, they need to have all eyes on one show and have the most bang for their buck, right? You said it to me at the beginning of this, before we even hopped on, that they have this giant show coming up in Boston, and they don't have CM Punk on it, and they're trying to sell out a bigger arena, and it's like, okay, well, what are you trying to do if you're trying to get the people there? we got to have everybody, everybody there. And it happened last time we were there. Like mm-hmm. w- when we went to see them at the again, again, arena in Boston, there was no Jericho. There was no punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, there was nobody there. Like there was MJF or it was yet, really. Yeah. MJF wasn't even there. I will say I do love the MJF angle with Adam Cole. It's, I think yeah, it's, it's actually one good. of my highlights. It's, it's, yeah, pretty funny. I think it's, it's pretty actually good. pretty good. MJF is great, man. Yeah. And, uh, I think they're doing the right stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on I, it? I mean, well, MJF and Cole are are a funny little tag team. It's got it's that great. sort of quirky opposites kind of thing, and yeah. it's it's like this reluctant tag team, uh, at least on Adam Cole's part, to sort of sort of work with him, which is good. And it's and you know you can't forget that MJF is sort of like sniveling, conniving. So which is at great. some at some point he's probably going to turn on him or whatever. And it'll it'll lead to a good match between the two of them. But right now, they're actually really funny together. They're very they're entertaining. Yeah. It's the I I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's a good example of like sort of the organic comedy that can happen in wrestling when you have the right talents in place. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't understand it because I I think it's great. Uh, yeah. But like you also have MJF as the champion. Yeah. And like, why is he taking part in this tournament with Adam Cole? Like, I if that's the case, I would put the belt on somebody else. So you have like you you 
highlight somebody else and they yeah. have this bigger spotlight and then you could still do this thing with MJF. I just, that's a little confusing to me, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. We've seen it before. We have um, seen it before. Yeah. Which is really weird because your boy, Mikey cash over here has been doing this old rewatch of all WCW nitros. And so I've been trying to like watch everything in order, including the pay-per-views. And I, which is impossible to do on Peacock, by the way. Oh my God. It's anyway, but, and they're raising their prices, but that's a story for another day. But where's uh, Bobby Stone? Where's the leader of our stock watch. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I was, I've been watching Slamboree 96 and the whole point of, uh, I think the lead up to that was similar to what AEW is doing right now, where they did this story where it's this like a blind tag team tournament. You just get randomly selected to work with another tag team partner. And the way that one ended up was the final two teams would end up facing each other in a fatal four-way match. And then that person would get a title shot. So this was like a variation of that, except they're just getting a tag team title shot. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I don't hate the idea. I just think it's um, just an odd time to do that for MJF. Like, I feel like he should be in a feud with someone for the title, not necessarily focusing right. on with the tag. Supposedly team, but... you have, I, I mean, I think they're using this as the vehicle to drive whatever story is going to lead to. Yeah. With Adam at, Cole. At I think all in. Good. I think that'll be a good uh, rivalry. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I wouldn't hate it again. If we saw a CM Punk uh, MJF down the uh, line match again, I, I enjoyed that. I, I listen. We said it from a long time ago that th- those two on the microphone, mm-hmm. like with each other, was fantastic. It was compelling television. I mean, very um, good. It was really good. It made me want to watch that. They just need to have some consistency. And I don't know, like, who's on what show, when they're going to be on, how. You know what I mean? Like, it's if you're going to want, if you're going to want me to invest my time on a Wednesday or a Saturday, I need to. Like, I get it. Punk's going to be on. Uh, collision on, mm-hmm. on Saturday, mm-hmm. but like, if you want me to invest my time, I need to know people are going to consistently be there. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. So. <laughs> we didn't get a proper draft, so we really don't know who's on what show. Some no. people are showing up on both. It's with that. I mean, I have my issues with the idea that it's this quasi draft thing. It's this quasi brand split sort of mm-hmm. deal. And like you were saying before, the main crux of it is to just keep Punk and the Bucks away from each other, which is just fucking childish to me that you created a whole nother show yeah. to do this. And then what pisses me off even more is that I actually like this other show. So yeah, when I'm, I wa- I'm watching I it and, I and I'm thinking to myself, this is actually quite good. I enjoy the presentation. I yeah. like the change in commentary. They move the commentary table down to ringside so uh, everything about it is trying to be different than what dynamite represents and the style is consciously different i wasn't sure at first after i watched the first episode but now i've been about a month in and they make a very conscious effort even when they're bringing people from dynamite that end up on collision they're wrestling kind of different style matches so i I think that that's a very much of a concerted effort and maybe they're catering to some of the older wrestling fans like like us now like so i can i get that i understand the idea of wanting to sort of appease different demographics and you know the dynamite show is going to be there for maybe all the current wrestling fans and and the flippity floppity zippity zoppity kind of bullshit (laughs) that happens 
which is just white noise to me when I'm watching it. <laughs> it like nothing means anything. But no, but that's just my that's my old man rant. It's my old man rant. But honestly, collision has has a, a a distinct feel to it, and and I do enjoy it, which is what pisses me off. Yeah, and I think it's it's alluding to kind of what we talked about <clears throat> when AEW started, right? You know what I think I liked about it is it was one show. You 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 had a few good storylines, and people had to earn their time on television, and it was concentrated right and we talked about it if they get too big too fast they went to um rampage and that kind of is like your sunday night heat right like you could never watch rampage and be fine right exactly and and now they have another live show and it's like okay you have three shows now if you miss one or two you don't know what's going on you're kind of lost. They have no direction, really. I, that that's and I, I think they're falling into that trap. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying they're going to go out of business. I'm not saying any of that. I just the the parts I liked about it have have changed. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, I think what was great about it was it was old school. You had one show, a couple pay per views a year, good build ups, and boom, you're good. No. Now it's like there's storylines going on. I have no idea what the hell's going on. So, well, and, and that's going to change too. Uh, I was listening to some report that apparently Warner Brothers Discovery wants them to expand their pay per views. Yeah, so, I, I did. So hear we're we're going to be in the position, a, a very shitty position again, where it's just going to be every month, two or three wrestling companies are going to have a pay per view on the same weekend. Yeah, but that's that's what I that's their detriment, right? I think they're. I, I get it. You got to make money, and to make money, you got to have more content. content. And I just, I think what made it great was that it brought me back to a time when it was like, things were special, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, and, and it wasn't overexposed. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it, we'll, we'll see how, how it, it plays, plays out. out. We'll play yeah. Plays out. I, and the whole, I think we have to touch on it because we really haven't, but you know, CM Punk coming back. Um, He's been like just chugging along. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it, I have this weird love-hate with CM Punk. We spent an a, a episode when Sarge yep. was on talking about CM Punk, so I'm not going to beat it to a dead horse. But, I, I, you know, he's a great talker. Like, it's clear. Yep. Like, and when he talks, what, he, what comes out of his mouth is usually good stuff that make me want to watch. You know, um, I think if, if, if AEW was smart... They would find a way to capitalize on the Young Bucks, Kenny situation and make it a real storyline. They would all make a lot of money. Um, And that's where it would come down to, right? I think we've seen this in the past where people haven't liked each other. And, you know, they made it into a real life story and it it was very compelling. Um, I just don't know that the Young Bucks and Kenny have it in their system or in their um mentality to do that you know what i'm trying to say um, uh, i'm not sure if punk has it in his mentality. i think punk do would that. do it i think punk would do it it's it's kenny and them that would have to deal with punk i i really think he would do it like i i don't think punk is the problem with that i think punk is the problem because he's got a, a personality that's very combative but i think he would be willing to do it i just don't think the young bucks and and kenny want to go down that road because you know, then they'd have to deal with a guy like punk. And I think that's not what they're 
trying to do. That's the feeling I get out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it just well, it feels it childish way. on both ends. It, yeah, but, in my eyes. It, it, but, but Mikey. What? When we watch a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. who consistently has the longest matches ever? Oh, the the young, young Bucks. The Young Bucks. And like, it's okay to have a long match here and there. But like, to some point, like, they're good. I don't have a problem with them. But like, I don't want to watch an hour of you guys doing super kicks to everybody. Like, that's not what I want to see. And it seems like they have this mentality of like, I, I, I don't know. They get like preferential treatment over there that they get these well, crazy they matches. Are EVPs. So that's what it does check out. Like, but can you do both? Like, I don't think they can. I think Cody was in the opposite when he was there. He was trying to put people over like crazy and it was to his detriment. Mm-hmm. Right. But like the young bucks, I feel like they're just, I, I don't know. I, I don't watch a show, a pay-per-view and look at them as someone who's drawing me in to watch the show. Kenny. Yeah. Yes. Kenny. I would. Sure. But anyways, that's just my two cents. That's your two cents on it. we'll see where it goes part of me was hoping that punk would show up as the fifth member for blackpool combat club for blood and guts that would have been been a nice little oh swerve but yeah it would have been a swerve but it also in my head i'm like that's just something i would have wanted to happen but storyline wise it doesn't really make any sense because he's kind of sidelined with all this other he was in the owen hart tournament which which by the way he lost yeah i'm glad he did i thought that was a good move Mm-hmm. Of course, he didn't lose clean. Um, no, he didn't. Know. But I think <laughs> Ricky Starks pulled like an old Owen move, where it was like kind of like a yeah, kind of like rollover, but yeah. he just held on to the like, I'm pretty sure Owen did that once. But a little um, homage, yeah, yeah. And my girl Willow, Willow Nightingale, man, I like her. She's a Long Island girl, so fellow Long Islander here. I have yeah. preferential uh, bias towards her. But uh, no, she's their women's good. division is just it's a lost cause right now, though. It's it's. They they could do so much more and they just haven't. Yeah, like, well, they don't, you they have don't give you have time. three shows, and you only have maybe one women's match. Yeah, I know on on yeah any of them. I know it's stupid, but hey, I just I know I know that and stuff like really like grinds my gears. Who but. was the hot Mikey? Who was the hottest star in all of AEW like a year ago? Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Yeah, and where is she? unclear yeah my point like why would you not run with that she was arguably at a level like right with charlotte flair like people loved her you know what i mean and she's just nothing nothing whole lot of nothing whole lot of nothing makes zero sense to me so this is the I, i think that's where you see a similar dynamic to wwe if that person in charge is someone that sees something in you or that you are sort of a favorite of theirs, you will find your way onto TV and into meaningful storylines. It's it's just like Vince. It's just like yeah. Vince. It's all the same. It, the thing is, we 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 sort of we have this thing where we not even idolize, but just sort of like project a lot of positivity onto these other people when you compare them to Vince. But there's a lot more that they have in common than you care I- to admit. I think though there's it's a different situation. I think Tony Khan is kind of like letting the inmates run the asylum to some degree 
And I think in the other direction with WWE, you have a guy who's just old and out of touch that's trying to control everything still. Mm -hmm. So I think they're two different, while the results might be similar, I think the process to get there is slightly different. And it's like, you got to have that middle ground. Like, you got to have that middle ground. And look, we're, we're, listen, if everything went the way we wanted, we wouldn't have a podcast. So it's just never going to happen that way. Yeah. It was great. It was great. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, and and look, I think wrestling is in a better spot today than it was probably four or five years ago. Um, both WWE and AEW, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I mean, if we had a podcast back in the Attitude Era, I think we'd probably be saying some of the same similar stuff. So um, it would just be WWF and WCW. And maybe a little ECW. We'd probably have some ECW around. in there. I would definitely have some ECW in there. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what, you know, my thoughts on it. I, I will touch on, it, it, there's one other thing I wanted to touch on, and we won't have to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah. No. I think we both uh, are not the biggest fan of this person. So, but I did want to touch on it. The Goldberg situation. Like, I get it. Like, we all have our feelings on Goldberg. I do think, though, like with his last run in WWE and his significance in wrestling, period, it would have been nice to have him go off with some sort of retirement thing in WWE. You know, they've already invested all that stupid time for his last run. Like, why not just send him off so he, you know, kind of puts a bow on the whole thing, right? Like, you already, you already paid him all that money and won championships. Why can't you just do a one more match type deal mm. um, with him? Uh, but I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, I have a feeling he's going to show up at um, whatever the Wembley paper, all in, all out. You think so? Yeah, I do. Um, and I think they're going to give him that match. Mm. I mean, the other thing is, I think he even talked about, I don't know if it was just a play to try and get WWE to sign a part in it, but he was going to do a, a thing with Ryback, which I think is a terrible decision. Uh, absolutely terrible decision. Guy hasn't, wrestled in, guy hasn't wrestled in seven years, and, and he's not, I mean, I guess you could put him in there as a heel and it would make sense, but I just, I don't want to see that match now. I would have loved to have seen it when Ryback was at his, peak like i don't think it'd be a great match but just for the dynamics of it it would have been a cool build yeah. up yeah maybe i don't know uh, you know how i feel about goldberg so i i just think that enough is enough and if he it's you don't need to keep bringing him back for this thing like what if the match sucks oh it probably will that's, suck but There's that's no what question. i mean so then why do it yeah what if, what are you really getting out of it yeah, know. he might get another paycheck and it might pop a little bit of a buy rate, but what's the damage that you're also doing to this yeah. person's legacy? Look at that Undertaker Roman's range mat match. Oh, I know. That's Terrible. that's all I always come back to. And and you know, thank God he did the fucking cinematic thing during COVID yeah. because yeah. that was the best case scenario for him to do mm-hmm. something that he wasn't gonna hurt himself and he wasn't gonna just shit the bed. But yeah. when I, I look, I look at that and that rem- that that's sort of what brings me back to earth of as much as I would love this, like one more, one more, one more. That's all we fucking do around here. It's not, it's not worth it. 
I agree. I think though, I think if Goldberg had ended his career with the Lesnar thing, I think it would have been a perfect full circle ending for him. I agree. You know, um, but he continued to go on for stupid matches against McIntyre and Lashley, which, you know, which a couple of those matches. Yeah. But a, like the Lashley match actually wasn't his worst match. Like I thought the McIntyre match was terrible. I mean, I, there was obviously no crowd either. So it's tough to tell, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know on that one, but Hey, speaking of the undertaker, I, I saw a clip the other day and I got to tell you, one of my favorite guys right now is Matt Cardona. Mm-hmm. I just think as a heel, he's so good. Yeah. Like, and he just came back, uh, like he stole the undertaker's gimmick. Did yeah. you see that? Clip? Yeah. I saw that. It was good. <laughs> it was so good, dude. It was so good. What does he call him? Like, rider taker or something like that? <laughs> rider taker. Yeah. It was so good. Oh, it's so good. And then he was going against uh, Nick Gage, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh Nick Gage had the 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 tube or whatever it is, the fluorescent light bulb, and Cardona gets in the ring and Gage snaps the the uh the bulb over his head and immediately he looks at him and just jumps out of the ring like, nah, we're not doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I don't understand about GCW is I like GCW. I, I think it's like a poor man's ECW. I just think it's hilarious. But they're bringing um, Jeff Hardy in for um, their next pay-per-view. And I'm like, is this a good idea? Like maybe 10 years ago it was good. But at this point, Jeff Hardy, like, you know, his nine lives have run out. Like no one wants to see him jump off a, a, a 20 foot ladder anymore. Cause then it's like, okay, is he going to take pain pills and then go mm-hmm. down the same path? Like, I just, I, I'm curious to see how that pans out. Cause I, I, I just think it's a yeah. weird spot for him. No, I'm with you on that one. In even 10 years ago, that would have been a, yeah. a shoddy call. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I get it. They're bringing a guy in to get some eyeballs on there and hopefully he doesn't do something too stupid. He just can't do it anymore, man. Like just can't do it. So you're proving my point. These guys don't need to like, sorry, they don't get the pomp and circumstance that every wrestler ends up getting towards the end, but that's not the way the wrestling business is. It's just not, not everybody's going to get the sunshine and rainbow right off into the sunset. Yeah, I think the moment when they came back in WWE at WrestleMania was the moment it was like, okay, we can end on this. They made full circle. They came back to WWE. It was a great pop. Yep. Like, all right, riding to the sunset a little bit, you know? Same with Goldberg. Like, if you can get that moment in lightning in a bottle one time, let's end there. Because your your reign and your time Mm -hmm. is far from over. Um, People always want more, though. That's yeah. that's part of the addiction of the business too. Is that that pop, that energy you yeah. feed off? I, I will say though, Goldberg will put eyeballs on there, even if it's something just him coming in and mm-hmm. they, whatever. I I would think him versus Wardlow would make more sense if they were going to do it. There, I just don't like Ryback. I just he yeah. just irks me. Like he's this doesn't part do of the it. that wouldn't that would definitely not do anything for anyone involved. No, and I don't think Ryback will go there. You, can you imagine CM Punk? If Ryback comes to <laughs> AEW, oh my God, he might as well just bring everybody out again. He might as well just bring Triple H in and and Vince McMahon and just literally everybody 
CM Punk hates. <laughs> Just a nightmare for good old yeah. Bill. Yeah. So anyways, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I don't think so. I feel like we really touched on everything. This was a lot. I feel like a yeah. lot has happened. And there's probably so much that we even missed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Definitely is. Um, but you know what? It, it'll just, we'll have more for the next episode. That's right. That's right. Any uh, any other thoughts, Vito? Final word? You know, my final word was going to be, again, I think we should just complain about it. I think I'm going to end every single episode just complaining about this, and maybe someone will hear our complaint, even though it probably won't happen. Although maybe it'll change with um, the UFC parent company buying WWE, but God, Peacock just sucks, man. It's so bad. Like, it's just terrible. I It kills yep. my, my viewership. I, I hope Time Warner, you know, at least with all this content uh, AEW's coming out with, I hope they make a hmm. better streaming app for AEW because WWE was like the WWE app itself was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. And now they've just gone downhill. Terrible. It's really bad. It honestly is yeah. really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. So we're going to, I'm going to end every episode talking about that. about that. Um, oh, I know there was one other thing I wanted to talk about before you sign off here. How is, I know you purchased the new AEW game. Uh, I would love your thoughts on it. I have not played it. Cool. Well, you know what? Uh, that'll be my final word. So fight forever is actually kind of fun. It's, it's not something that I could see myself playing. <laughs> Unlike the title says, I can't see myself playing it forever, <laughs> but it's a nice kind of nostalgia game for me. The, yeah. the controls are very similar to the N64 no mercy game. Perfect. And the, it, it plays just like it. It's just got better graphics. Uh, you know, it's easy to pick up on. There's little tutorials, and obviously you can sort of change up the difficulty. Um, but it's fun. I, honestly, it's a nice game. You have to, there's like different challenges that you can do that earn money that you have to go into the store, and the store is almost exactly like No Mercy, the layout of it. <laughs> you know, I just expected there to be what the hoe that you could buy for like a million dollars. You remember that in No Mercy? Yeah. It's like one of the Godfather's hoes. <laughs> it's like the most expensive character in the whole game. Yeah. But yeah. there's, you know, there's some like different skins you can buy for. Uh, the characters you can do a lot of customization which i think is nice and just like no mercy so it's sort of a lot of those similar features where you can change that up the career mode is it's like straightforward it's a little it's not exactly like i remembered the no mercy stuff but i get that they had to change some things up but uh they have some nuances to that system where you have like uh, you know your your internal battery like your energy throughout each week um like your morale, all that stuff, like your injury prone or that, this or that. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. I, I'm, I'm probably not going to play it like all the time, but it's a game that you could like revisit and you could just yeah. easily pick it back up. You know, it's, I view Which it in the same yeah, realm as like be... when I play MLB the show, like yeah. I don't need to play it all day, every day, but once in a while I get out of work and I just want to like kind of mindlessly play something. That's a game you can play. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there. I've been, there are. Saying. Yeah. So the the one that got me and I was laughing pretty hard. What um what was the disease that um Brock Lesnar had when oh, he was diverticulitis. Yeah, and there's a move set 
in the uh mm-hmm. in the create a character mm-hmm. and it's the f5 there's three different ver- versions of it and they call it the diet whatever something dia- diverticulitis yeah diverticulitis yeah. one diverticulitis two <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> which like, i thought was great it's such an older reference now too because that was like i know that was close to 20 years ago when he had it yeah. so it's just yeah. like we can't call it the f5 but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh so good I know. I, I do have to mess around with the creator wrestler. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, but that's my that's my final word. So if if people out there are listening and you haven't picked up the game, consider it. I think it'll be worthwhile investment for you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this this episode. It was nice to catch up with Vito again and to catch up on the world of wrestling and what's been going on in the last month. And, you know, we'd love your feedback. So, you know, engage with us on the socials. Uh, check out our website. we got plenty of stuff on there. And, you know, we're going to see you guys probably in the next month or so. We're going to do the same thing. In the summertime for Vito and myself can get quite busy. So we try to make sure that we're at least giving you guys a little bit of content to keep you coming back until till the fall. Till the fall is usually when our schedules clear up and we can probably record on a more consistent basis. But we appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your summer. And until the next episode, keep on strutting, jabronis. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.